like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Ray Sclafani on the line, and he's the founder and CEO over at ClientWise. Ray, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Nice to be with you. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at ClientWise and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Oh, that's a, a, a funny question. So at 17, I became an intern at a company called Appliance Capital uh, at 140 Broadway, downtown Manhattan, and spent 20 years working on the corporate side, uh, really the first half of my career working with financial advisors representing investment management solutions for Alliance Capital, which became Alliance Bernstein or otherwise known as AB, and then uh, left uh, after 20 years and almost 14 years ago now, started my own company called ClientWise, launched into a new venture as an entrepreneur, and today our team focuses on supporting financial advisors and financial professionals build enterprise value in their businesses. That's awesome. Um, I love that story, and uh, what I like about it is that you had a really solid background in business and working in the, you know, in the, in the construct of a larger company before starting and growing your own, of course. Um, if you were to give some advice to some of that, that new breed of entrepreneurs that are just coming up, um, based off your experience, what are some of the things that you tell them? Uh, good question. So I, I'd say uh, resilience really does matter. Uh, listening is the most important. The clients tell you exactly what they need. And making sure you're in intentionally focused on just a few objectives that you can really execute on. Spreading yourself too thin uh, never works very well. But picking a niche, uh, picking a group of professionals or clients that you can really serve the very best and go as deep supporting that group will build value for them and ultimately enhance the value of your own company and offering. No, I love it. I love that. And uh, I think that that's something that many entrepreneurs sometimes fail in the beginning to do. And, and you learn with experience that, you know, the, the old adage of pick a niche and get good at it and go for, farther in that niche will make you a lot of money and you'll you'll serve a lot of people, of course. Um, it's something that takes some time to learn sometimes and understand and accept. But once you do that, that you can't be everything to everybody. Um, you can make you right. some serious things. Um, love that advice, Ray. Uh, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get into what you're doing over at uh, ClientWise as founder and CEO. So first, tell me a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. So uh, we're a team of professionals that are uh, fully committed uh, to focusing very specifically on uh, the work that we see trending in the industry of financial services, which is the professionalization of uh, the financial advising profession. So very similar to what we've seen over the past uh, 30, 40, 50 years in the law profession or perhaps in the large accountancies uh, is this migration from individual solo practice uh, to scaling that practice and uh, building the capability and the capacity for expansive growth uh, when done profitably uh, drives enterprise value of the firm. And so we saw this trend uh, probably 15 years ago, uh, a, a team of professionals I was working with at Alliance, and uh, I founded something called the Advisor Institute, 
teaching financial advisors how to acquire net new relationships and scale that inside their businesses and teams. And the work was so very successful that I decided to launch a venture very specifically focused on enterprise value uh, for our clients, not just the net new asset piece, but really thinking about as uh, founders of, of successful financial advising practices, how do you build something that's really enduring uh, by building out that generation two, the G2, G3 professionals, um, uh, and how to really scale that thing profitably uh, most advisors, at least it's been my experience, believe this is truly a noble profession uh, where when they make the difference in the life of one client, it ripples multi-generationally. And when they build wildly successful businesses, they transform entire communities. And um, uh, we at ClientWise believe that this is truly a noble profession and that is uh, these advisors, especially on the independent and RIA uh, channels, uh, specifically scale these enterprise businesses beyond them, that indeed what happens is they build enduring value uh, for their team and ultimately their clients. That's awesome. Any kind of, uh, any kind of trends you're noticing from your, your vantage point? Yeah, so I'm seeing a few trends. Um, you know, the, the American uh, today, uh, certainly in this country, but I see it in Australia and Canada as well, where, where our firm uh, coaches high-performing teams and advisors, is this connectivity between uh, the human element and the, the digital experience. While uh, the folks that we observe, all the data points out to uh, the citizen that values advice, they want access uh, uh, to that advice on a 24-7, 365 basis, which means the intersection of the digital experience with the human element and some level of uh, big data and AI really driving client experience is a major uh, trend, certainly we see in this profession. Um, I would say secondly uh, is the harmonization of fiduciary standards and the re regulatory environment uh, is changing rapidly um, and seems to be accelerating. Uh, that's always an area that uh, top advisors are focused on uh, keeping up with. I would say uh, two others, margin compression, uh, the cost of running uh, businesses, whether it's the technology expense I just mentioned or the compliance and regulatory expenses uh, would be another. Um, uh, that margin compression, you know, if you don't watch those operating expenses rightly, uh, you know, it'll lead into profits um, and, and less capital to deploy back into scaling the operation. So, so I would say uh, that margin compression. And then last is the fee sensitivity. Uh, what, what we hear from our clients is that uh, advisors are hearing from their clients that there's not, a, not an aversion to paying a fee, but the transparency of the value, uh, uh, what uh, those advisors are delivering for that fee is, is certainly uh, coming under the spotlight. So those that have a defensible value proposition, you know, outside of the investment-only solutions, providing advice on investment management solutions, but really providing advice uh, from a, um, I would call it permanence and planning, really helping clients design durable long-term financial plans that are, uh, have multi-generational impact. Uh, seemingly, those advisors are, are driving um, a better value for clients and have a more defensible fee. So fee sensitivity is certainly uh, emerging as well. How is uh, FinTech affecting your business and the advisors that you see? And I mean more so from the um, practice management standpoint, not the investment side. Got it. Good, good question. So um, uh, the access to dashboards and data uh, to really understand uh, where the operational efficiency and levers are in the business, 
uh, are certainly um, uh, raising an awareness for the very best businesses for scaling uh, those businesses. So, you know, for example, you know, firms that are still uh, stuck on old antiquated CRM solutions that don't integrate with trading platforms uh, or uh, uh, aggregation software, you know, th those firms are really struggling. Uh, the, the, uh, the advisors who uh, have organizations that are uh, deploying, deploying that sort of big data approach and understanding what drives client experience uh, and then understanding uh, at their fingertips how to make the right trades in a portfolio, uh, uh, where they can actually use technology to create better experiences for clients and reduce their human capital costs, and deploy uh, that same cash back into hiring professionals for advising uh, capability. Uh, you know, those are the advisors that seemingly are getting ahead in their businesses. So fintech is having a profound uh, impact. Uh, I think with uh, my observation with the open API and the ability to plug together, you know, basically a 57 Chevy and any trading platform and, you know, a Yodely and Salesforce and Orion and Black Diamond, all of a sudden you wake up and go, look out. The client experience can be enhanced. The advisor experience and serving that client, uh, the transparency among the team about how to best uh, uh, segment uh, and drive profitability uh, within the client roster uh, and running those businesses more efficiently, uh, access to uh, the technology and that fintech, so to speak, is, is driving better business performance uh, and profitability, which interestingly enough uh, drives back to the point I made earlier, which is this professionalization of the business. No longer you know, is it a, the lone ranger running the lifestyle practice out of the basement of their home. You know, we're really seeing advisors pay attention to succession, uh, building these multi-generational teams and leveraging technology to make better decisions in running the business each and every day. Yeah, I think it's super exciting. I, and then just what what an individual advisor can do now time-wise versus what they could do even five years ago um, by having a dashboard or by allowing a client. It's no more just uh, talk to your client once a quarter. They can have real-time access, but it's not necessarily um, as much of a time drain per se. Um, and it just keeps everybody on the same page. And it's just it's just really exciting to me to see what's happening in the industry overall. Um, that, that, so that's right, right you bring up a really good point, if I could, just uh, very quickly. Oh, you know, the, seg the segmentation piece you point to is really interesting to, to us. You know, the, the old days of these uh, uh, these approaches once where – Once a quarter meeting, once yeah, a quarter meeting. Yeah. It? yeah at best, if you had enough right? money, once a quarter meeting. <laughs> yeah, and, and those days are sort of game over. Clients are seeking, mm -hmm. at least we here, a much more episodic relationship. And by the way – that episodic relationship is like, you know, if they're in the south of France on vacation and they want to play around with their financial plan digitally online and think about buying that second home, you know, they want access to be able to do that digitally. And the advisor who creates that digital platform where the client can not only do that, but then the advisory team receives an alert that the client is actually playing a what-if scenario and, and that, you know, maybe pressing into that relationship and having that partnering conversation with that client who's focused on that at that moment in time, you know, those advisors are going to win. You know, the ones who think that they ought to, you know, scale out their operation with, you know, four quarterly meetings, 12, you know, phone calls, two events, you know, a year and, and run that out man, you're not going to connect with the next generation of the clients. Well, those advisors that are committed to building these multi-generational businesses are focused on the heirs of their clients' wealth. 
Um, and, and let's not forget the trillion dollars of wealth transfer over the next decade for those small, closely held businesses in America where these businesses are likely to transition and sell. So the advisor that thinks about the value proposition and thinks about the integration of the fintech along with the human experience are the ones that will win big. That's awesome. So, Ray, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on ClientWise or to connect, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, simply put, uh, head to clientwise.com. Let us know uh, by hitting contact us, and one of our relationship managers will connect. Uh, Feel free to call 1-800-732-0876. That's 1-800-732-0876, and someone will be there for you as well. Fantastic. Well, hey, Ray, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at ClientWise. And to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. And Ray, thanks again for coming on the show. 